Welcome to Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. I'm Paul. And I'm Jerry. Today we're going to drink some whiskey, smoke some cigars, and talk about some beer products. Before we get to all that, um, we've got a great guest that I want to introduce today. Uh, if you know anything about bourbon, anything about bourbon on Reddit, anything about our bourbon on Reddit specifically, you've no doubt heard of this man. You uh, you might get some of his emails, um, you know, weekly picks and things of that nature. Uh, we're talking about none other than Mr. Jay West. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, give us a little background on yourself and, um, you know, how, how our bourbon came to be, how the uh, weekly picks came to be. Um, maybe tell us about your, your screen name and how that came to be as well <laughs> and how yeah, to pronounce totally. it. That would be great too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part, I, 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 uh, I prayed around under the moniker take, which is T H K E. Uh, and that's, uh, long before I was Jay West of the world, I was taken. That's that's kind of what I always that's uh, what I always lead with, anyways. But um, yeah, I mean, R slash Bourbon is a subreddit on Reddit, which is a I think probably the coolest. Not yeah, I mean yeah, I will say it. it's the coolest whiskey platform I think that's out there because it's so <laughs> it's so democratic, right? Like the the job of the mods is is to uh, is to just basically keep the place clean and and friendly and you know continuing forward. So I'm one. Um, of many people who run the subreddit, but back in 2019, we kind of revived, they had done a barrel program like once before and done, I think three picks total. And the guy who had done it at the time was just like, man, this is too much work. And so he's like, I'm out. And no one really picked that up. And someone was like, Hey, uh, you should pick it up. And I was like, cool. All right. You know, what's uh, it seems a little daunting, like 200 bottles uh, seems like a lot to sell. Uh, you know, it seemed like kind of a, a risky financial thing, but um we went ahead and got on the books at New Riff back when New Riff was much smaller and much less heard of and much, much, uh, I don't know if it was tougher to get, but it was certainly, it was, it was less visible across the country, right? Like they had very different distribution back then. And so we got a bunch of editors together and we went up and picked a single barrel and, and that sold out in, in a couple of days. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that, that was kind of cool. And then people were like, hey, we want more. Uh, so we did a few more picks the next year. We did eight in 2020 and then we did 108 or 128 in 2021 so like the the program grew in popularity but a lot of it was just kind of figuring out like during covid it was an excellent opportunity it gave someone like it gave people a very common thing to talk about and be excited about every week and and really kind of push the community element of the subreddit forward so uh, ever since then, I've just kind of kept it trucking along and we get to do different things and fun things and some things that other groups don't get to do. And, you know, uh, that to me is kind of cool is to see other brands kind of pick up on how big Reddit is and what a cool community it is. And so uh, that's that's the single barrel program today. I think we're on pace for about 200 this year. And that's definitely uh, where we're going to cap it. I think 200 a year is more than plenty of whiskey. Next year, we'll probably probably try and settle back down towards the 150 it got a little hairy in the middle of the year but i mean people love the whiskey and you know now that it's safe we're starting to get ways to get people back on the picks so it should be even more community focused over the next 12 months and that's something i'm super pumped about very cool um i gotta say i'm i'm pretty excited about what is it the uh the 10 the 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 10 year anniversary barrel is that is that Correct. what I yeah man that's, that's a really cool whiskey and that, and that's a cool example of brands too right like barrel looked at at groups that have helped them and supported them over the years and they're like actually we're gonna give i think it was like 
85% of our like 10 year anniversary product to one barrel group. And that was Reddit. So I'm, I'm pumped. That's super good. Wow. whiskey, and I can't wait for you guys to try it. And it's a, a blend of eight to 18 year old whiskeys. Is that right? Yeah. I think it's like eight, nine, 11, 13, 15 and 18. Like wow. it's just like a bang, 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 bang of, of blends, but really, really across the board and, and really some of their oldest stuff, which is cool because normally Normally there's a little bit of this and that, but it carries an eight year age statement and is barrel proof and all that cool stuff. And they frankly gave it away. I, I kind of expected it to be like 130 when they brought it to me as like an idea. And then they're like, it'd be 499. And I was like, oh shoot. Like that is a completely different ballpark, but that's what's exciting. Yeah. I was really surprised by the price on that when I saw that. And I was I I I, um, I was like, this has to be a misprint for a second. So <laughs> I checked a couple times because I was like, if we sell this like twenty dollars under what it's supposed to be, this is gonna be bad. But it was all good. Well, um, you know, we got some of your picks to to drink here for this pours on me, but we gotta we gotta get there first. So let's start with our palate warmers tonight, guys. Um, Jay, I don't I don't know if you happen to have anything there that you can partake or or maybe maybe you're you're done partaking for the day. Okay, very good. I'm just starting. Yeah, I'm just starting. <laughs> what, what what do you what do you happen to have there? Um well, we were we were talking Knob Creek, so I figured I would uh I I obviously uh, the 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 stick is gonna be a little tough being in a hotel, but the uh sure. the knob creek I, I brought along because that that seems to follow me everywhere I go anyway. So that's okay. a very a pretty natural option. Okay, very good. So, um, Paul, what do you have for the uh, for the palate warmer there today? Well, I'm really warming the palate with this one. Um, I picked this up yesterday. It's Catoctin Creek, the Hot Honey Rye. Oh yeah, Ooh. this bad boy has got a nice spicy kick to it. It's definitely sweet. That that honey comes through like most honey finished whiskeys, but it's got uh, it says it's infused with natural Virginia wildflower honey and chilies, and the finish is spicy, like a chili spice. It's a uh, it's an interesting whiskey, but I'm really digging it. Is that going to burn your palate out? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. It's uh, it's only 80 proof, so a little bit of little bit of spice on the end is is kicking in, but it's a low proof or so. Right on, Jerry. I uh, went with a uh, an older release. It's a Jim Beam uh, Distillers Cut, uh, coming in at 100 proof. Uh, they say aged five to six years. Um, a nice little limited release they did there for a couple of years and i got lucky and was able to grab a few it was like two or three about a year or two ago uh sitting at the bottom shelf right next to the the white label for 22 bucks or whatever so i grabbed what i could asked if they had any more she said no but we're getting a shipment in next week there might be some on there but so yeah it was a uh, good fun good little uh good little pick all right I went with a bottle that I rarely get into um, because it's the only one that I have, the only one that I've ever had, and only one of two that I've ever seen in my in my life, not at a bar. Uh, this is Elmer T. Lee. Um, 90 proof, Buffalo Trace, Mash Bill 2. Um, I got this from a mutual friend of ours. Uh, I had three of these Hancock's Reserves store picks. And he wanted one, and he had an extra Elmer that he traded to me for that, and I felt like that was a pretty darn good trade. So I went ahead and, and snatched that bad boy up, and it's it's tasty. It it is tasty. It's you know ninety proof. You can't really go wrong. Um, we've talked about it a bunch. People give Buffalo Trace a lot of crap, um, but you know whether you love them or hate them, you can't deny that they make good whiskey. 
just all there is to it. So, and this is, this is an excellent whiskey, especially at 90 proof, which I generally stick to higher proof. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It's going well with this cigar. Um, we'll get to the cigar in a minute, but it is bringing out some peppery notes in that Elmer tea that I don't normally get. So that's, 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 that's quite nice. So I'm going to go ahead and throw the rest of this on back and we can get on to the whiskey of the week. Hmm. All right. So whiskey of the week is Knob Creek. This was, this was Jay's suggestion. Um, I did step out of the box a little bit. <laughs> this is a store pick. Um, it is 14 and a half years old and 120 proof. Um, funny story. I got five of these from the same store when, when he had them. And this was before Jim Beam decided they weren't going to do the 15 year Knob Creek picks anymore. And the standard 100 proof 15 year Knob Creek had just come out in the nice wooden box for a hundred plus dollars. And this man had a uh, 15 year and he had 14 and a half year and they were sitting right next to each other. And both of them were about $50. And then he had that, you know, uh, and people were coming in to his store. His store is on campus at UK here in Lexington. And so it's largely poor college kids that, aren't really looking at expensive bourbons anyways, but the ones that were coming in there, were going straight for that hundred plus dollar, 15 year Knob Creek offering that Jim Beam was putting out and leaving his store picks alone. And he, he took me to the side and he said, I put my picks up there next to that 15 year. So then that way I can weed out the stupid people because they go for the, they go for the, the hundred plus dollar ones. <laughs> and the people that know, like you come in here and buy those. So that way they'll always be there. You'll always have them. And I got to say, uh, this is hands down one of the best. I, it's, I've had this bottle for three and a half years. Um, I have been nursing it. I rarely get into it because it is liquid candy. I mean, look at the color on that. Got legs for days. And it's just, it's exactly what you expect. It's, it's, you know, it's got the same profile as what Jay has in his glass. I'm sure Paul and Jerry are probably wrote, uh, probably both rocking a nine year. Um, I mean, it's, it's peanut butter or I'm sorry, peanut brittle leather, some citrus, a little bit of ethanol, a baking spice that I can't put my finger on. Just, you know, good old Knob Creek. The only difference between mine and yours is the age and and the the proof. It's 120 proof. It's just I couldn't I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Somebody suggested Knob Creek, and I said, well, you know, I've got a nine year, but if I've got an excuse to get into this 15 year, I'm going to. So those are always good stuff. Yeah, I really missed the days of those 14 year. Knob Creek picks that find just about everywhere. 
Yeah, I definitely uh wish that I had bought like ten to twenty more than I did. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think nobody nobody is beyond being like, damn, I wish I had a couple cases of that. But yeah, I don't think anybody anticipated Jim Beam saying no because they were yeah, selling I mean, so well. And that's a good point too. And it kind of reminds me of Whistle Pig, right? Like neither brand really made it clear that like those extra age picks were like I think deep down we all knew they wouldn't last forever because it made zero sense that they existed in the first place. But once they went away, everyone immediately was like, damn, like I knew it would go away, but I just didn't know it'd be today. And then that day came and everyone got real sad. If you're lucky, you can still locate a 12 year. Um, more, more often it's a 10 year. You can still locate a 10 year or a 12 year every now and again. Um, if you're real, real lucky and you stumble into a mom and pop that happens to have, you know, maybe, maybe they went in with somebody on a barrel or something like that. And there's, you know, two or three bottles sitting there of a 15 year or 14 and a half year or 14 year, but they're real sparse and it sucks. It makes me real sad. Yeah, But even still this, the nine years, what I got and it's just overall, I mean, it's just a fantastic bourbon. I mean, it's one of my go-tos. I'm a big Jim Beam fan. This mash bill is like the perfect mash bill. If you ask me, um, and, uh, I always get a little bit of um, like a faint, like cherry note off the Nightbreak Nine, which I really like. Um, I don't know if anybody else picks that up, but it's yep. Got it one time, and it's in my head, and now every time I, I get that on the nose, and there's a little bit on the palate, and it starts really sweet, which I like, and then it dries out. It's oaky at the finish. It's just overall, it's a it's a great whiskey for thirty five bucks a bottle, or you know, right around there. So it's definitely one that everybody should have on their shelves. Well. When to give a little history on it, just a little bit, you know, uh, Booker No, right? I mean, Booker No created Knob Creek, and Fred has kept it going, and Freddie will do so after him. And, uh, you know, you, you've got the right hands on, on the brand. you got the right hands on the juice. It's always going to be fantastic, right? I, I've never had anything that was ever – ever any of those three men ever had anything to do with it wasn't just – off the charts great so yeah the the knob creek rise one of my favorite rise also um and i'm looking forward to the higher proof one i have not got that i don't i'm not even sure if that's out yet but i know they're putting out the 120 proofs knob creek rye either it's out or it's coming out soon either way i'm definitely looking forward to that because i have not had it oh neat. you see the uh the age statement that's coming out on them that just got uh approved Seven years, right? Ten year. Ten years. Okay. Seven and ten. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped. The seven was exciting, but uh the ten year, the ten year I feel like is a real like I, I know it's all coincidental, but Wild Turkey Masters Keep released the well, they didn't release it. The TTB approved their Masters Keep for next year, which is gonna be a ten year rye. And then like two weeks later, Beam was just like, Hold my beer, like <laughs> let's just have a regular ten year rye. And I thought that that was really, really humorous, like very coincidental, but like super humorous timing because I mean, just go beam, go. For sure. I I mean, I've never had a master's keep. Wild Turkey is, is my first love. I've said it many times on this show and many times to anybody that will ever listen to me talk about whiskey. I will never have a chance to have a master's keep unless at a bar. Uh, and I live in Lexington, like I said. So, you know, other than Louisville, if there's a place where I'm going to have a chance to have it. It's, it's here probably, but, um, Knob Creek 10 year rise is going to be that. That's 
going to be attainable. That's going to be something I'll probably be able to put my hands on, um, which I think is is important because, um, you know, it, in in the in the landscape of the whiskey world now, it's you know your 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 wish list is largely separated by attainable and not, you know, and you know, what, what's the, really the more important part of that is what's attainable because that's what you're ultimately going to be able to get your hands on and actually drink. Um, so that's what I'm going to be looking for, for sure. That's that, that is exciting. I had not heard that. Was that on uh coming whiskey? Did they, did they put something out about that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I must've missed that. Um, I think, yeah, I only saw it yesterday. So very recent. Hmm. Pretty yeah, cool. it was within the last day or two that I saw it. Okay. Okay. Well, um, how are you guys enjoying it with the cigar? Are you guys? I don't. I don't see any smoke over there, guys. So, um, <laughs> are we lit? <laughs> okay. How are you guys enjoying the Knob Creek with the cigar? Um, it's, I mean, this is a fantastic cigar. Um, you know, we've had this on the show before. Um, anything by this brand is fantastic. So, I mean, it's, it's going to pair just about perfectly with anything in my mind. Cause, but with this cigar, yeah, no, it definitely brings out, especially on the finish with the whiskey. I mean, it brings out more of that oaky and that woody. Um, it helps definitely with the finish. Um, Cause I get, like kind of like coffee and some cocoa notes from the cigar and then that goes right into the dryness with the whiskey and it's just it pairs perfectly i also get some woodsy notes from the cigar um, yeah yeah and some creaminess and some dry this is going to sound really weird this is one of those fred minute notes that that you know you got to throw out there it uh, dry leather as opposed to wet leather don't ask me how I know the difference. Um, we'll just say that I have, uh, you know, I, I, I took many, <laughs> uh, many ass weapons when I was a child. <laughs> and there, <laughs> there, there was some leather biting to, you know, uh, to, to ease the pain, I suppose. Um, but it's a fantastic cigar and it goes really well with this, with this bourbon. Um, yeah. Jerry, how do you feel about it? No, it goes well together. Um, for me, it 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 kind of sweetens up the the back end of the of the pour. Um, so the sweetness up front kind of lingers more with the dryness of the the finish of the the whiskey. Um, so it it makes Knob Creek a little better, I guess, if that's better, if that's possible. Um, keeps the sweetness throughout the pour along with that dryness and. Uh, that barrel char or whatever you want to call it towards the end. Um, no, great combo. So Jay, um, before we reveal what the cigar is, give us your thoughts on this cigar and why you like it so much. Totally. I, uh, first off, I'm super envious because I look forward to having, I, I really, at this point only have a couple cigars a year. And so like, this is kind of my old reliable and it's, it's kind of a fun marker, right? Cause we talk about it a lot in whiskey where like, who's the profile changing, you know, is the brand changing is the producer changing. And I find that like 
this brand is one of the most consistent producers I've ever tasted, which I think is is really a mark of quality and something that I just think is is really, you know, when your ingredients are changing and production processes are changing and stuff, like having a product that always tastes the same uh, is not only impressive, but it's very comforting for me, like to know that, you know, I used to, I, I was never, I never smoked a lot of cigars, but I smoke a lot less than I used to. And so knowing that I'm just going to have a couple of year, like you don't want to risk like a whiff, you know, or be like, oh man, this changes a ton year to year. I, I hope it's as good as I remember. And, and this stick for me is always like, it's very nostalgic. And it's just like, I, every time I have it, it's always exactly the same. And that's exactly what I want. And I think that is really just, uh, it's impressive. It, it's, it, it shows the, the the craftsmanship of the people who make it and it's always super delicious and whether i'm having a beer or dr pepper or just ice water or a pour or something it always seems to make all of those things way better uh which which i have to say is not the case for all sticks so for me that's that that's a slam uh, a slam dunk and a home run and and for the maybe five to seven cigars i get to smoke a year like this is definitely four of them so uh that's that's the best stamp of approval i got <laughs> right on um and I agree with that assessment 100%. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned Dr. Pepper, um, specifically Dr. Pepper, not soft drink or Coke or what have you. Uh, uh, doc, doc, I, Dr. Pepper is pretty much the only thing that I drink soft soft drink wise. I love it. And um, and I've actually had it with not with this cigar, but I've had it with cigars. And uh, there are some that make it taste bad, which is a problem for me because I love Dr. Pepper and then there are some that make it taste good and some that don't affect the taste at all. Um, this particular cigar, uh, anybody that's listening to this show that, that happens to know anything about cigars at all is going to recognize this. Um, number one, because we've had it on the show before, as we mentioned, but also because it is, you know, one of the old faithfuls, if you will, in the premium cigar lines and we're talking about the padrone 1964 anniversary series um i mean there's there's not really a lot that 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 can't be i mean let me rephrase that you can say a lot about this cigar um and it's you know it's not it's not going to sound rhetorical it's it's has a great draw a great flavor it doesn't burn crazy um it's um it's always great. It's consistent, like Jay said. Um, anytime that you go get one of these, it's always going to be just as good as the last one that you had or as good as the next one that you're going to have, which is, you know, um, often it's it's a uh, that that's, you know, consistency is a problem. There's 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 times where, um, you know, as as whiskey lovers, you know, you have, um, you know, uh, the, the difference between single barrels can be you know, make or break for a person. And you can find that in the cigar world, just the same. Um, but having consistency, it's the same as, you know, the difference between this 14 year Knob Creek and the next 14 year Knob Creek versus, you know, the batched nine year that they produce all the time. So um, I, I, I'm very much enjoying this cigar. I always do. It's, it's working really well with this whiskey. Um, of course, I, I can't really imagine anything making this whiskey bad. Uh, then again, I have a different whiskey than you guys do. <laughs> so that's that's on me. That's that's a uh, 
I, I couldn't I couldn't help it. So um great pairing, great suggestion. Really appreciate that. Um so yeah, let's uh let's let's move on to the uh the beard care product of the week. Um and this week at Jay's suggestion, uh we reviewed um Smooth Viking. And um I'm gonna step back and 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 let you gentlemen uh, give us your impression. Jay, start us out. Tell us why you like this particular this particular brand and this product. I'm actually this is this is the part of the pod that I'm most pumped about. I uh, I because truthfully, I I don't know whether it's a good brand or a bad brand. So whether you think it's great or totally dumpster it, I am here for it. Um, because long uh, I didn't used to have a beard. I've had a beard now. I mean, clearly. I'm from Wisconsin. It's hot out right now. And so I've, I've cut things down quite a bit because I don't like to be hot and I look forward to winter constantly. Uh, but, but years ago when I graduated from college, I was like, I need beer care product. And that's what Amazon served me first, which was probably not an accident to anyone. I'm sure that someone was paying for advertising there. So uh, a good on them. They hooked me then. And it's, it's always worked. And now like I realized I was looking at your guys' page after uh, you kind of reached out and I was like, damn, there's a lot of beard care products out there. Like I, maybe I should, uh, I, I have a, a product from Aesop as well that now that I have longer hair, I've been using and I, and I like them a lot, but it's like 10 times the price. And so I was like, okay, like I'm probably, I'm rolling at like the bottom floor and at the top floor. And it seems like there's like a 200 different products in between, but I know nothing about them or what's good about them. So um, yeah, a crime of opportunity and a crime of consistency because I've just had it on subscribe and save for like seven years so i'm I'm curious for your thoughts and and if i'm if i'm uh, way off in left field i'm looking for you to uh to lead me back to the light because i've been no joke just rolling with the same thing because it hasn't been broken but i don't know if it's been great for for many many years now yeah no I, it's a good brand definitely um it's quality ingredients um i've really liked the i've been using the beard conditioner um from smooth biking for the last couple weeks now um I actually really like it. It's like a wax-based conditioner. You can let it get warm in your hand and then rub it through. Um, definitely softens up the beard. It's got the one knock against the company is they don't have scents. Um, lots of beard brands have tons of scents. Some have more than more than they probably should, but it'd be nice <laughs> if they had at least a couple scents that you got to choose from. This kind of, it has a pleasant scent to it, but it's just a base. They don't even reference what it smells like on the website. Um, so it'd be nice if they at least had like, you know, three to six different scents you could choose from. I think that would help them with sales too. Um, they are one of the bigger companies out there, so they're probably not hurting. Like you said, they're, they're one of the first ones to pop up on Amazon. So I don't think that's an accident, like you said, but, uh, no, I like the conditioner. Um, it's, it's a good price. It's $12.99 on their website. If you're new to the brand, they do have an ultimate beard grooming kit right now that's on sale for $22.99, which is a great price because you get two ounces of the beard balm, which I believe Jerry's going to talk about here in a minute, uh, two ounces of the beard oil and a boar bristle brush, wooden comb, and some trimming scissors. So it's a nice little starter kit. And for 23 bucks, you really can't beat that. So um, yeah, overall, I think it's kind of like a, it's a good definitely good products, good ingredients. Um, but there's a little bit left to be desired for as far as the product sense. If they had just a few different scents, I think it would elevate them. They do carry a full line of different, um, a lot of products for hair. Um, also not only facial hair, but, but hair on your head, if you're, if you have hair on your head, um, 
<laughs> few of us here don't, but um, they do have a lot of styling products. Um, so yeah, you can check them out at smooth Viking underscore at smooth underscore Viking on Instagram. Cool. I'm glad I, that's at least encouraging. I haven't been drinking or like uh, using like the equivalent of like a total wine spirits direct, like beard product. And that, that brings <laughs> yeah. me joy. No, they're definitely the good quality ingredients, which is what we always like to see. I mean, they put it in a nice little metal tin. So I know some of the hair care products come in plastic and stuff, but they look like the oils and the balms and the beard finishing is all in glass and tin, which is what I like to see too. Um, so overall, yeah, it's definitely a good company. Rock on. Okay, cool. Thank you. I got to interject just a little bit on that, uh, that total, <clears throat> excuse me, that total wine spirits direct comment. Um, I've had some Nulu total wine spirits direct picks that were, fucking fantastic i'm i, I cannot oh i i think I, yeah i mean more like <laughs> i guess they've started their, including their the suggestions brands. yeah i was like this is definitely like a chestnut farms or like uh yeah. oh yeah i'm trying to think what the <laughs> other ones you know the they're like yeah yeah established brands i guess oh, i guess the, the, yeah. the two-star yeah whatever it is chestnut farms <laughs> chestnut farms definitely popped in my head when you said that but i wanted i wanted to go ahead and get that out there that uh to, yeah to yeah yeah you listen and doesn't know if you see if you see a new loop pick okay it's real easy to make a new loop pick and say this is really good because pretty much everything that Nulu does is, is for sure it's it's pretty fucking good so um yeah, so yeah, no shade to the real brands that are included yeah. now in Spirits Direct. Yeah, all yeah. the shade to whatever Total Wine is doing in the background. Yeah. Screw the Chestnut Farms crap, uh, for yeah. sure. But uh, it's hey, that, it that not, it is not right next to that chest, chestnut is just like Blanton's. It has a horse on it and everything. Okay, yeah, uh, so that's exactly what I was going to say. It is not Blanton's. It is not Total Wine's Blanton's. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to shut up and let and let Jerry uh, give us his opinion, and then I'll I'll give mine. So, so I went with the oil, um, the, like Paul said, the one, uh, dig at them is the scent. When I picked it up on Amazon, uh, in parentheses, it had like a, a sandal, it said sandalwood or sandalwood scent or something along those lines. Um, I got it in, I opened it up to smell it and it was straight, uh, um, candy cane. And I looked on the back and it shows, uh, peppermint oil and tea tree oil. And then I went on to back on the Amazon and read reviews and people are all upset that they changed their, their ingredients and, and all in the uh, sense and whatnot within the last, within this year sometime. Um, so that's a little, and eh, I'm not a big fan of the peppermint, but I put it on and it, it lasts for like five, 10 minutes. And then it, if that, and then it dies down cause it's real powerful at first. Um, but then it dies down and it's a nice little just minty smell for a couple hours and then it fades away. Uh, definitely absorbs nicely, becomes, it's not greasy. Uh, it, it's a solid product for what you get. I think it's like 11 or 12 bucks for a two ounce, uh, bottle of this oil. Um, so yeah, it's other than the scent, I got nothing bad to say about it. Um, but then you go on their website and they, in their description, they say a sandalwood cedarwood scent. So I don't know if they got two products going out that they're sending out or what, but um, so that's the the one thing you got to look out for if you're going to order it. Uh, but like I said, any other than that, I haven't had any complaints about it. Beard felt good, non-greasy. Um, yeah, good product for for what it is. Nice little starter oil. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna agree. So I, I went with the balm. Um 
it's pretty um, abnormal for all three of us to end up doing different products. Um, Generally, we all go for oils. Um, I've been, you know, I've had a a beard since I was in my early 20s. And I'm 40, so I've had a beard for a long time. Been using products like this for a long time. And I've used a lot of different products, um, trying to find different products that I really, really liked, especially since we started doing this show. Um, And I found a lot along the way that I really like and a lot that I don't. And then there's some kind of in the middle. And for me, that's kind of where this lies. It's not bad. It's not great. The balm itself, there were there was no scent. The the ingredients were all natural, which is something that that we try to emphasize on this show. Um, because we don't want a bunch of crap on our face that we can't pronounce. We don't know what the hell it is. We just don't want to deal with all that. Um, so that that's not the case with this, but I liken the balm to um chapstick in the black tube that has no you know, they have cherry flavored and mint flavored, and then there's the black tube that has no flavor whatsoever. And that's yeah. what I would liken the balm to. Um, it provided moisture. Um, it provided some control. And that's what you want out of a balm. A balm is a mixture of a wax and an oil. And that's the purpose of it. Moisturization and control. So it did both of those things just like you would want it to do. Um, but there was no scent. And like Jerry and Paul both said, that was my real qualm with it because when I look for oils and balms and things of this nature, I'm looking for, cause I don't wear colognes. Um, and, and I don't wear, you know, I don't, I don't wear super pungent deodorants or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but I do like for my beard balms or my beard oils to actually carry some scent. Um, I, I do want to smell good, you know, um, I don't need to smell like a, a gigolo. Um, but I, you know, I, I do want there to be some, some hint of, of, you know, that where somebody can tell that I'm taking care of my beard, um, by more than just appearance. Right. Um, so it is, uh, it is moisturizing. It's not greasy. It doesn't come off on my hands. Um, it does everything that you want it to do. Except if you're like me, and obviously like Paul and Jerry, um, you want there to be some kind of scent. And really, that's kind of a, a secondary complaint. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, the, the the idea behind these types of products is to provide moisturization to the, to the hair and to provide some type of revitalization to the skin. Especially after you wash the skin, because I, I mean, I, I know that I do. And I'm sure Jerry and Paul do, and you probably do as well. Um, I scrape the hell out of my skin. Whenever I'm washing my beard, I use my fingernails to get the dead skin off to, to remove the the dirt and the grime and the sweat and everything else that might be in there as well, loosen it from the skin. And then that way, whenever I, you know, put the water on my face in the shower, it washes it away, um, prevents pimples, prevents buildup. It keeps your beard from being painful. Um, which, you know, uh, Jerry's is getting to that length where he might experience that. I know that Paul and I have both experienced that. You, your, your, your beard is actually uh, right now verging on that where you can experience that kind of pain where the follicles actually get clogged 
and it and it's it can be painful um and so that's why I sc- and and also uh follicular stimulation um provides growth um uh blood flow to the um to the hair follicles themselves and um can actually help your beard grow so to not have anything clogging it up is actually key and this didn't clog it up it didn't it didn't do anything that i didn't want it to do it just didn't provide any type of scent which is like i said it's a secondary issue it's not really that big a deal so for the price and what it does it's it's a good product and it is a good starter you know if you're if you're just starting out with these types of products whatever um and it, and it's an old faithful too it could be an old faithful um like you said where you you've been using it for years and years um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, it didn't wow me, but it didn't piss me off. It's it's right in that happy medium. So that's, you know, uh, for for somebody that's paying thirteen dollars for this product every month or two, you know, um, salute. It's it's a it's a good product. It is. So uh, hats off to those guys. They're doing good stuff. No chestnut farms. I like it. <laughs> I was like, like yesterday, I was like, shoot, am I about to get roasted for my beard product that I haven't thought about ever? Am I? And I was like, well, we'll see how it goes. Now we will, uh, we will definitely, what, what was the name of the other one that you mentioned? Um, Aesop. I think it's Aesop. Aesop. We will definitely yeah, they're, they're more in like back pocket. More skincare, like hair care. But um, yeah, I mean, if you guys have recommendations too, shoot them to me after the show. Cause I, uh, like I sent sent sounds nice. I could I could be into that. Well, we we I mean we definitely have our recommendations. Um, one of our big sticking points on this show is um, veteran owned companies. Um, we we're we're you know we're 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 doing what we can, and we've got some talks in the background. We can talk to you about that after the show as well. We don't want to really give that out uh, until there's something more solidified. I think, but. Um, ways to help out, uh, things of that type. Um, but, um, there, there are some veteran owned companies out there that we've reviewed, um, lit beard co, um, who else are, who, 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 uh, uh, badass beard co, um, who am I leaving out guys? There's a couple others here that we've, we've reviewed on here. Um, my memory is correct. Was eight, was eight bit. I believe it was. So eight eight bit, um, Jay. I'm I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm sure you're at least old enough to remember, you know, eight bit Nintendo characters and things of that nature. And uh, if you look up eight bit, they have. Uh, I mean, they're using like old school, like Mega Man and 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 uh, <laughs> Link from Zelda and that. So what cool. they did to get around copyright laws is they because like they have one called the Hero of Time, which if I remember correctly is what Z- what Zelda was called in Japan and to get around copyright laws they're mm-hmm. taking the founder of the company's face and putting it on on all the characters but in 8-bit fashion and okay. they've got some really good sense some really good stuff so um live bearded I believe was uh, a veteran owned as well um lit, live lit dirty irish 8-bit dirty and irish badass beard care yeah so and uh, then the other one we did was Fable, which I don't remember them being. They are not military, but they make some really. They're, good they're stuff. another. They're another great brand with great products. 
Very so the cool. first okay. the first time we ever heard of Fable was on a a, a a show that doesn't exist anymore called Blue Collar Bourbon, which you may have heard of. Oh yeah. Um, I ran into them in Kentucky a couple of days. Ago. Is, is that right? Uh, yeah. Oh, D Rock, you ran into D Rock for sure. Um, he 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 tried to get me to come down to the Bourbon Festival, and I was unable. Um, family obligations, but um, at any rate, um, the 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 founder of that company went on to their show and he did a live a live youtube broadcast um and he did it in a wizard robe so <laughs> if that gives you any kind of idea as to as to you know the angle that they're working there but it's it's really good stuff it's it's really really good so i would recommend everything that we've in fact if you just go to our website and look at the the products that we have listed for beard care um, pretty much any of the of the products that we have on there, except for Viking Revolution. Um, I, I I have one of their sandalwood fold out combs, and that's the only thing that I would recommend buying from them. Um, uh, anything that involves something that's actually going to go on your face and stay on your face, no. Um, we'll talk more about that on our upcoming Halloween episode, but. Uh, um, at any rate, um, it, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and we can, I'll, we'll, we'll send you a message after the fact. Um, some recommendations, but this thank is some good guys. stuff. It, it's a thank you for the recommendation. I'm very pleased. So, yeah. Um, now for the real star of the show, we got to move on to this pours on me. This week's pours on me. Um, we all provided samples to each other, um, or at least I, I think that uh, Jerry and I provided samples to each other and to Paul. Um, all three of these are picks from the Reddit r slash bourbon. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jay had a hand in picking all of these. Um, and to start, we're going to go with the Old Elk weeded cosmic wheat that jerry provided for all of us um jerry um give us a little little rundown there on what's on the bottle and then uh jay if you wouldn't mind to provide a little insight on this pick yeah so this is a old elk weeded bourbon uh coming in at six years at 114 proof um if i remember correctly it was about 80 bucks 85 bucks somewhere around there um i believe jay could correct me if i'm wrong i believe it's the um 51 corn 45 uh wheat and the rest is malted barley for the mash bill um i don't remember when this one was released but i had to throw it in the back of the shelf because it was damn good and and unfortunately i didn't get selected for number whatever the one is after i picked this one up um but i do have i had i went back on my emails to find the the page for some reason i still had it um when jay released the email he put uh it reminds him of the makers mark cash strength which was probably the reason why i put it up there big makers fan love the cash strength uh with some uh sweet cream rich creme brulee burnt sugar cherry pie fat toffee character uh, rich on the palate, pass on the cinnamon, ginger, maple candies, 
oakiness, uh, rich, rich, thick palate, long, long waffle cone finish, uh, all the good sounding stuff. Um, when I first got into it, I, sm I had frosted flakes and cinnamon on the nose. That's what I got 100%. So I get, um, now that you've said that, I definitely get the creme brulee. But what, what I'm getting, and you said waffle cone, what I'm getting is vanilla ice cream dusted in creme brulee in a waffle cone. That's what I'm getting right now. Um, holy shit. A little bit of chocolate there or cocoa, whatever you want to call it on the Yep, on the I nose. get some of that too, yeah. Yeah, that cocoa carries through. It's almost like a, you know, like a waffle cone with some chocolate syrup on top. Um, it, it's that, that that ice cream cone that has the chocolate at, at the bottom that keeps yeah. the ice cream from melting out. Yep, there you go. <laughs> that that pretty much hits on them. Hits on everything on the palate. It's that sweet, that sweet cream, and there we go. Like, yeah, waffle, and there is that cocoa. I mean, that that sums it up right there. And I'm not getting it now. Well, let's, I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, I, maybe I do. I've, um, got, I've got some of the, just the regular, regular bourbon here. And this is, I mean, this, this, this is fantastic. So anything old elk, I'm automatically excited for, but this is, this is a step above. This is, this is a couple steps above. Actually, this is really, really good. I'm glad you guys like it. It's uh old elk is, is one of the most fun, uh, producers i like to work with because it, it really combats when everyone's like oh insert brand here is just mgp right and, and you guys hear that all the time as do i sure. so um but then i remind people that it was distilled by greg metzi who worked at mgp, MGP. <laughs> for greg metzi who would later bring those barrels to old elk and like these are like hand selected barrels that he made knowing that they were going to go to his his like operation beyond mgp and and frankly, I mean, they're, they're cool stuff. We've done six of the cosmic wheat weeded bourbons and those have always gone uh, really quickly. And, and this is a really good time to, to kind of tease that number seven and eight are on their way. And they're going to be some of the oldest barrels they've ever let people take. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I flew down in February to pick with Greg. Uh, it was kind of cool. Greg came out he was like, Hey, I want to hang out. And I was like, okay, uh, if you say so, sir. <laughs> uh, Cause he's been doing this about 53 years longer than I have. So, um, you know, really cool stuff. And they, and they said this year, they're actually allocating all of the weeded bourbons. And so they're like, we gave you six last year and this year you're going to be lucky to get two. Cause we're only going to give one to most stores or none at all. So, uh, really cool stuff. Love seeing those develop. We've got the wheat whiskeys coming up, but the weeded bourbons are on the horizon as well. And I really like them. It's like, old. it's everything I want old Weller antique to be without the cinnamon. And it's everything I love about maker's mark, but like dialed up and there are a few yeah. bucks more, but I think the, the, just the gain in flavor is a total no brainer. Yeah. This is the second, this is the old, the sec the second old elk weeded pick that I've ever had. Another one was picked by a friend of ours that lives in Connecticut. Connecticut. And he picked it at a store up there. And um, immediately upon, you know, pouring a neck pour and, and having a taste, I wish that I had bought a second bottle. <laughs> and I didn't. And now they're gone. And the guy that picked it sold the store. So it's all shot to hell. But this, oh, this is, um, 
I think this is a step up from that. And and it's funny that you guys called it cosmic wheat because the combination of all the flavors that we talked about, um, combined with the whiskey, it reminds me of a cosmic brownie. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> which I'm a very big fan of. I grew up real poor. So cosmic brownies were a staple in my house and uh, I love them still to this day. Um, they're barely brownies, but they're real tasty. So this, this is, this is really good. So and Paul, what are you thinking down there? Yeah. I mean, this is fantastic. Like you hit on any, anything from old elk is fantastic. And this mm -hmm. is obviously, you know, a pick for a reason. This is special whiskey. I mean, it's, I wish I had more of it, to be honest. I'm going through this sample. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Jerry, don't do that. No, don't brag, Jerry. Come on. That's what's, that's what's left of it. Well, he said there's more coming. So I'll we'll be, be on the lookout for that, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, on that note, um, the one thing that I'm not liking is this one was a six-year, and, and a lot of the ones coming out now are seven, eight years. It means the price is going up. <laughs> Yes, I'm yeah, still going to try to go for it, but yeah, you are eighty bucks for yeah. But that this eighty bucks for it, like you said it's it's only a couple bucks more than the Maker's Mark Cash Strength, and it it blows it out of the water. I'd pay a hundred bucks for that bottle all day. Yeah, every day. I'd buy two. Yeah, even our new then, uh, uh, higher age statement should still be under a hundred bucks. So this shouldn't nice. be okay. I'll, those I'll, shouldn't I'll, go I'll, like to infinity and beyond. If hopefully. if by any chance. <laughs> Greg happens to listen to this, which I'm sure he won't. Um, we're we're not giving you any ideas on, on the price there. Just just keep it as low as you want there, buddy. We'll buy it anyway. So one of the one of the coolest things for me is the cork. I mean, for any oh, yeah. like that, that is the coolest damn cork on the market, right? It it looks like a, a slab of wood that's been and then they've got their their brand there, which you know, their coat of arms, I guess, is what you would call it. It's and that's really cool. Too. So I, I would like to go to Colorado. I'm guessing you've been and, and seen the distillery and all that. Yeah, I was down in February for a couple of days, uh, just kind of checking out the operation. And that's where all the barrels are. So it's, it's a little more effective to go and taste as many barrels as you want instead of making them keep sending samples. But a fun fact there is the uh, yeah, that that faux antler bone topper. Um, they have three screen printers that are very special for that kind of material. And those, they actually, they, they found the first printer and it it worked perfectly where all the other printers they had tried failed. So they went and found the other two in existence and bought them um, and all the parts that they can find. And so now like they have three printed, they're the only three that are left and they have all the spare parts they could get, but they hold on every day, hoping that they like, you know, they're the perfect printer and they went out and found them. So just a fun bar fact, but cool well. stuff at Old Elk. I'm an IT guy. That's how I make my living. Um, if they need somebody to come work on their printers, point in my <laughs> direction. I will go out there and do it on my own I dime. Um, that just just to get a glimpse of, of their distillery. Uh, to be honest, that's this this. I mean, it's everything cool about you know. And I want one of the one of the one of the pour spouts, real bad. Oh. The elk head, you know, that pours out of the mouth. And I, I I've never seen one. Here in Lexington, I'm sure they've existed, but I've never seen it. So, yeah, I have. I got one of those a couple of years back when they first came out. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Just fun little gimmicky thing because it's massive. I mean, it's it's like the size of your fist. I mean, it's yeah, it is about. stupid, but it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It it is frankly, yeah. that's it's that's so one of the cool. downfalls of li like we, we and one of the one of the upsides of living here at the 
at the right now it's the end of the bourbon trail i guess uh that's getting extended out which is really cool um something we should cover in future episodes um some distilleries that are being opened up in eastern kentucky um and that that's you know again that's really cool just because it'll bring jobs and things of that nature um but uh uh one of the upsides is there's a glut of whiskey you can find things here you you can't find now i you know there's certain things like you can't find a weller 12 around here 45 minutes from the distillery you can't find that you can't find old weller antique and that's because they send all the old weller antique to ohio and all the weller 12 to texas um but you can still find some really cool things around here um but at the same time there's a glut of whiskey hunters that live around here as well. So the cool things there are to find are often bought up before you get to the store. And so I would imagine that's probably why I've never seen one of the old oak pour spouts. Uh, but I, I would like to get my hands on one. It'd be really cool. So oh shit, that's one thing with old elk before we move on to the next one. Uh, we had a, a local whiskey event uh, down here and the old elk rep was there. Uh, the store just released their uh, weeded bourbon pick, but the rep also brought a 10-year, uh, the wheat whiskey, the 10-year of that, and then an eight-year of the weeded bourbon. That 10-year wheat whiskey is some of the best stuff I've ever tried. So good. That was a damn good pour. So if you're doing any picks of a 10-year weeded or something like that, or a weeded whiskey, the tenure i'll definitely yeah, be looking uh, out for those our next wheat whiskey <clears throat> is a little bit younger than last year's and that's to let a couple barrels that we put our name on kind of uh get get across that finish line so to speak without giving it all away nice. they got some cool stuff i'm and i'm all in on wheat whiskey so uh i'm a huge fan of that stuff well it's interesting that that um you guys made the comparison to maker's mark because yes you know, Pappy Van Winkle and Weller and all that stuff. Uh, that's that's really where the 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 wheat whiskey started or the the weeders started. But um, if not for Maker's Mark, we you know weeded whiskey, wheat weeded bourbon doesn't have the recognition that it has now. Obviously, right? It's I mean, people are always going to say, "Oh no, it's all Pappy Van Winkle." No, nah, that's not necessarily the case. It's it's definitely you know Maker's Mark has a until recently, at least, a wider reach across the globe in terms of weeded whiskeys. And um, the only reason that Pappy Van Winkle has the reach that it does now is because of Pappy Gate and movies, you know, product placement. Before right. that, it was all Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark was the shit. Maker's Mark was the thing. And um, I was actually watching uh, a, a documentary on Netflix the other day called Wrestlers. And it's about a local wrestling organization here um, in, well, it's, it's in Louisville. Um, it's called OVW and they're, they're kind of a feeder to WWE and whatever. Um, but there was a guy uh, from Scotland and um, one, one I, I referenced here, meaning Lexington, because one of the owners of OVW, his name is Matt Jones. He runs a show for uh, uh, Kentucky uk sports called ksr and it's it's very popular here in kentucky um but um he he uh he's like i said he's one of the owners of ovw 
And at the end of this thing that they have going on, he's buying drinks for all the wrestlers. And um, this wrestler from Scotland, I cannot remember his name to save my life. I can see him in my head. Anyway, um, he was mad because he thought that all he was going to get was Miller Lite. And then, uh, and then Matt Jones was like, you know what? Fine, get what you want. And he ran to the bar and he was like, Maker's Mark. Bring me Maker's Mark. This guy's from Scotland, and that's what he's – bring me Maker's Mark, you know. Uh, he wasn't requesting anything outlandish. He wasn't trying to get something that he hadn't necessarily had before. It was Maker's Mark. So that's – you know, Maker's Mark and Jack Daniels are probably the two most recognizable brands as far as whiskey goes in the world. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of standard Maker's Mark. I have a bottle right there, but only because the label has my name on it. However, the Makers 46 and the Wood Finishing Series are some of my favorite whiskeys on the planet. Um, really, really good stuff. And they, you know, uh, uh, I'm not necessarily a huge waiter fan. I prefer rye mash bills. But if it comes from Makers Mark, I'm probably going to drink it and like it. Yeah, I'd say Makers Mark, Johnny Walker, and... Uh, uh, Definitely Johnny Walker. Yeah, big brands, big brands for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm I I actually I have one bottle of Johnny Walker here in the house and that's because I went into a uh a, a liquor store in Nashville and they were doing um engravings on the bottles. Oh cool. For for the cost of the bottle. Like that's I mean they, they had the engraver right there so they you yeah. pick the bottle up, handed it to them, they put it in there and um that's some pretty good stuff too, but Maker's Mark is is good shit. Um yeah, so um back to the old elk that's it's like i said it's interesting that 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 comparison would be drawn um that bourbon that i have right there is really good but what they do with wheat whisk or weeded bourbons it, it it's i mean my god you know he he's he he knows what he's doing and uh thank goodness for it that's that's some good stuff All right, so uh, moving on here, um, I poured the Blue Note, the Raspberry Ripple. Um, Paul and Jerry, have you guys tried this yet? Have you gotten into Not it? Yeah. Okay, so you're in for a real treat because I looked up. I did. I. I, I so <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm not real big into ice cream. Um, <laughs> but uh, I got to looking into what a Raspberry Ripple is. And I'm a big fan of raspberry flavoring or raspberries themselves. And, and I really can see this tasting like an actual raspberry ripple. Um, this is one of the best blue notes that I've ever had. Um, and that's including the blue note 17, which is saying the thing because blue note 17 is fantastic. Um, this is, this is a, a really good whiskey. This is coming in at 122.5. Um, it is the uncut and unfiltered, which is something that I really appreciate because, you know, if you, uh, if you filter, you know, you're removing the fats, which is something that you want in the, or, or at least something that I want in the flavor. And if you cut it, you know, you're, you're putting water in it. So, um, this is, this is something that I have drank a lot of, but have also babied because as you can see, this is, this is what I have left in the bottle. <laughs> when did this come out, Jay? This did not come out very long ago. Uh, this was mid mid to late May. Um, we sold these barrels. I was in Portland 
is the only reason I know. But um, yeah, I mean, Green River Distillate, really cool brand. I really like what Blue Note's doing. I I, I called this whole this quadruplet. I think that's the right phrase of barrels. The like the soda fountain collection because they all had like this fruitiness and this creaminess that was really opulent and delectable and they all kind of had this different pop of fruit that I thought worked really well and it was a cohesive series and it was fun but I uh I buy as many barrels from these guys as I possibly can because they they're probably one of the best values I've ever seen a whiskey the quality is always there um just just dumb good stuff I love them and I'm glad that you guys do as well it, not a blue note but the river set that you release Shit, that might have been a year or two ago. That was ago. a ways ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find I finally put that bottle down end of last year, beginning of this year. That that one might have been one of my favorite river set rye picks. You sent me it some of that and it was job. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I, I've let a lot of people try that one and they were all we we right about the same time that that got released. I want to say three or four of our local stores got their release of it all within the next month or so. So we had a fun little time of trying them all and that one was hands down probably the best one that we've all tried oh i'm glad yeah that's cool stuff i keep asking them when they'll do more river set but they've been uh they've been quiet on that front for a bit well i saw well not recent but more recent they have the blue note rye coming out right yeah i think they yes trying to make it under one yeah they they had trying to make it under one name yeah I so definitely get like that raspberry or or fruity note on this one, like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a. There's there's some, you know, definite vanilla and leather and oak on the nose, but on the palate, it's. I mean, I, I on the on the finish, I really get a lot of that raspberry and vanilla. It's it's almost like you take a like a raspberry soda and make a, a whiskey soda with it. Hmm. Hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, this is definitely a very intriguing whiskey. I mean, this is the first time I'm yeah. having it, and it's uh, it's fantastic. That that fruitiness that comes through is just like it's I mean, crazy. It, it's crazy how it's not. It tastes almost finished. Um, and it does. You're right. Yeah. You know, and to have that come through just off of a you know an unfinished whiskey is is, is really cool. Um, I keep going back to it, but just I think of that four different pours so far and i'm like to the second third of this cigar and this one pairs fantastic mm-hmm. yes, sir cigar. agreed oh my goodness i mean it's it's the cigar is getting creamier and i get a little bit more of that cocoa and it just goes so well with this fruity flavor of this whiskey i mean i, I could sit, get the cocoa yeah i could sit and drink this whiskey and smoke this cigar every yeah. single day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i wish that i had bought more than just this bottle honestly because it's almost gone um and it's just i mean so uh jerry and i and some other friends of ours um went to bourbon 30 in in georgetown kentucky and um have you ever been to bourbon 30 i have not no okay so they're moving to frankfurt directly across the street from buffalo trace but um when you go in you know it's it was 175 dollars to do this and uh they take you into their room in the back and they have over on the right hand side of the room they have 30 barrels grouped in at least barrels of 10 it 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 was it was it was 10 10 and 10 i i remember that for sure because i went back and counted on the picture 
Um, and they're all MGP. So you've got MGP bourbon, you've got MGP rye, and you've got MGP light whiskey. And then over here to the side, they've got 10 more from Green River. And then outside, they've got a shipping container full of more barrels. I think it was rye. I think it was all rye out there. They were, they were rye. Um, and uh, what you do is you go in there, you taste as many as you possibly can, um, or as, as many as you want to. And um, and they gave us a sheet and it had 12 squares on it said put your notes in here and i said well, what happens when we fill all this up and they said we've never had anybody fill this up and i laughed and said you've never had us here before and and we did we filled the sheet up and we needed another one and um i think i tasted 25 whiskeys that day um but the green river was the star of the show and there's no doubt about it and 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 that's a point of pride for me because i'm originally from western kentucky um okay. so um that that was that was really really cool and uh, you get to bottle your own uh bottle and then they you know they'll put wax on it and all this cool stuff if you want um and mine ended up being 50 percent from one green river barrel and 25 percent from one mgp barrel and then 25 percent from a different mgp barrel and uh i think jerry did 50 and 50 um i did i did 50 green river well it's all Green River, but 50% one barrel and then two quarters from two different barrels. Was it two quarters or two halves? Two thirds. It's <laughs> 50, 25, 25. All, anyway, gre all Green River. Yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, uh, to your point, Green River does some amazing things. Um, they're really, really good and um, they have great distillate. And, uh, wherever they get it from, wherever they, wherever it's produced, it's, it's fantastic. So, um, the river set, I really, really like, I was really excited when that popped up around here and I'm really looking forward to the blue note rye. So. Mm -hmm. This, however, um, it's kind of like a, um, uh, with a cigar, at least it's kind of like a, at this makes any kind of sense to anybody that might hear this, including the three of you. It's like a peppery fruit. Um, it's it's kind of like adding capsaicin to a raspberry. And <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm a big fan of spice. I'm a big fan of fruit. Um in fact if I if I eat candy, there's a better chance it's going to be Starburst or Skittles or something of that nature that it, before it's going to be chocolate. Um, the only chocolate candy that I will eat is going to be, there has to be peanut butter included. So it has to be a Reese's or something along that line. This okay. is, uh, the whiskey is one of my favorites. And the amount that's left in this bottle is going to stick around for at least six more months. I'm going to baby this bottle. Um, but with the cigar, it is absolutely fantastic. And just like Paul said, I agree. I could drink this whiskey and smoke this cigar every day of the week. It is absolutely fantastic. Well done. Very well you done. Guys like it. So, um, now we're going to move on to the one that I'm really anticipating, um, the Starlight, because, well, it's fucking Starlight, and, uh, my goodness um these guys do some amazing things jerry and i went there um with the same friends that i talked about earlier um we'll probably go there next year when paul comes to kentucky 
because it's a beautiful landscape. Um, they have a great operation. Um, and this is finished in grape brandy barrels. Uh, Jerry, do you want to fill us in a little bit more because I've spoken too much? Yeah, it's uh, four and a half years coming in at 113.6 proof. Uh, single barrel rye whiskey finished in great barrel, great brandy barrels. Um, I believe it's their uh, was it the 9010 rye mash bill? I don't know if Jay remembers or I don't um, remember the mash offhand, but the, the cool facet of this barrel is it's not just anyone's grape brandy barrels, we call this a state uh, grape brandy, so it, it's actually, yeah. Um, the barrels that they use to age their own starlight distilled grape brandy, and then they dump this in. I want to say it was 9010, but I would want to look back. We picked this the week of the Kentucky Derby in 2022, uh, which was a uh, cool. It was the first time I got to hang out with John, my co host, uh, when we were doing the weekly whiskey project on YouTube. Um, and he and I spent the day. Um, at the farm and like that was the first barrel where he was like if you don't buy this like we're never speaking again and I was like okay it's really good but that's uh I agree with you we should probably buy this barrel and, and it was so good um and it was cool because it, it just has like you know it, it has a little extra identity and DNA from Starlight in there um and Rye I thought took the great brandy finish a lot better than the bourbon yeah. cast we tried that day fair enough so the back of the bottle says signature oh. rye blend which I believe is their 9010 because they have the the 95.5 into the, was it the 80.20 or whatever? Yeah. Um, but yeah, me and Adam, I think, had a moment in Kentucky last year when we went to Copper and Kings yes, with their brandy. Yes, did. And I think later that day or the next day, we made it out to Starlight and had another moment with... <laughs> that happened. However many however many pours they were pouring us, even though it was only supposed to be seven. Um, that, it was, I'm I think pretty it was sure like one of around them, 14. <laughs> um <laughs> let let's go ahead and yeah. let's go ahead and and, and a little caveat <laughs> um the moment it was it was a bourbon moment and that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say it was <laughs> it was a bourbon moment so um yeah well uh, we were th we were there we didn't do the tour we did the uh just the tasting upstairs and sure. um i i i asked for a little sample of the uh uh, what was it? The the pear brandy. Oh my god! There. And he starts, and it didn't have a pour spout or anything on it. It was up on the shelf. He poured it off. Starts pouring. Started talking to the other bartender that was with him. All of a sudden, he looked down. And he goes, "Well, I poured a little bit too much, but it's all you." So I'd like a pour and a half of this pear brandy, and everyone else was like finishing up their stuff, and I'm like, "I'm I'm good. Let me just sit back and enjoy this one for the next hour or two, because um, that pear brandy was." amazing and unfortunately i don't believe they're making it anymore they are not uh their 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 pear trees were affected by a blight they were hit they ripped yeah. them up and replaced it all with apple trees and um so they can't reproduce it um how well at least for now they can they, they could they could, they could it'll, it'll be a while some pear trees well they they could bring some pear trees in and let those pear trees grow for a couple seasons in their soil and and reproduce it. But um, it's one hundred and sixty dollars for that bottle, and and mm -hmm. it, I mean it's a beautiful bottle. You know, it's it's teardrop shaped. It's got some gold shit on the front. I don't know what you call it. Um, I'm not cultured enough to know 
what you call that. But um, the gentleman that that Jerry is talking about, I hope he still works there the next time that I go there. Not because he has heavy pores or anything like that, but because he was one of the most knowledgeable and friendly tour guides that I've. And and again, we didn't do a tour, but still, he's a tour guide. He's one of the most knowledgeable and friendly tour guides that I have ever experienced at any distillery or or experience like that and he was he was extremely friendly he was extremely nice and um and he was an older gentleman um clearly he had um retired from his his previous position he was doing this as a thing just to do but he was he was absolutely amazing um he was he was just he was just a really nice guy and there's lots of really nice guys at all these distilleries, but this guy was really top tier. Like he was what every tour guide should aspire to be. He was a really nice guy. Um, but that pair of brandy, my goodness, that was, that was, and I, I, Jerry and I, and, and Paul too, to an extent, but Jerry and I, Jerry and I made, 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 made it uh, part of our mission a couple of years ago to go to copper and Kings because we really like brandy, especially, pear or peach and apple brandy um and um this this guy really was you know he he was he was all about the brandy that he like he, he was giving us pours of, of bourbon and all this but when it came to that brandy that's where he really shined and he was yeah. really excited about it and it was for good reason it was really really good so i'm excited to get in i haven't i haven't i haven't even nosed this great brandy finish get into it holy shit so okay so right off the bat right off the bat there's two different scents that i get on the nose one is rye and the other is grape sucker like as a child from a bank that's what i get on the nose like the so the grape suckers, they were round and they had the rope handle in a in a in a in a U shape that went into the sucker. That's what I get on the nose. Yep. And so the, the like for a whiskey to evoke childhood memory for me is amazing. Um so let's I'm I'm gonna Yeah, I get great Santa. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So and I'm a big fan of I'm I'm a big big fan of rye whiskey, but this right here with that grape it smooths out that rye spice, which I I, I appreciate the rye spice, but and it's still present, but it really smooths it out like a um, like a spicy big league chew grape gum. That is. That is really, really fantastic. That's holy shit. But the nose is is really spectacular. Like that is really something. Yeah, yeah. That nose, it, it's like a a floral rye nose that right before it hits like that rye spice, the brandy takes over and just makes it a nice sweet, mm-hmm. grapey. Takes it to another level. And so this right here lets me know that we need to do a brandy episode. Um, and probably 
I know Jerry and I are big fans of the Spirits of French Lick brandies. Um, we 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 you know uh, we we probably need to uh, need to jump on that train. I have a Spirits of French Lick apple brandy hazmat upstairs. It's what is it, Jerry? You you got to say one forty seven. Yeah, holy shit. It's really good, but this is so. Jay, tell tell us about this one because this is this is fantastic. I know I know you touched on it a little bit. Um, what made you decide to pick this particular barrel? Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we tried a lot. They had had a bunch of lots of brandy finishes come out about that time. That was before we picked our Turkish apricot, which was uh, its own fun different story. But mm. um, they had let us know that they had they had two barrels of bourbon finished in estate brandy, so you know, brandy made at Starlight, and two of the rye. Um, and that no one had really tried any of them. So we tried all four and definitely made this this our pick, um, you know, just on based on how much we loved it compared to both the bourbon finish samples and just like, you know, when you got two guys who both love the same thing, it's kind of a no brainer, um, you know, and it, it's kind of nice. At this point, we do so many picks with Starlight that when something new and interesting comes out, usually uh, if we don't get the first call, usually we're up there. So it's a lot of fun to go there and be like, all right, you know, what what do you got for us today? There's, I don't usually have an agenda when I go there. I just ask them, like, if you think it's cool, taste me on it, and we'll see if we're buying it. And this was very much one of those picks, and I'm thankful that they, you know, they gave it to us because uh, an estate brandy barrel is 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 really important to them because they they have so few, and that's where that's that's how we got this one. So <clears throat> you've mentioned estate brandy. Um, if you wouldn't mind elaborate on that definition a little bit um let our listeners know exactly what that means if you wouldn't mind sure it's it's not a formal definition but it's starlight's way of saying uh they source brandy from from other distilleries and other states or most most frequently other countries but if it says the state brandy it means that it's one of their brandy barrels it was a barrel used to age their uh brandy products and so it's it's kind of a it's a nice way to know whether it held starlight brandy or, you know, brandy from a cognac house or an Armagnac house or, or, or another international producer. Fair enough. And uh, to anybody that might be hearing my voice right now and doesn't know exactly what, uh, it, you know, doesn't know a whole lot about starlight because I didn't until a couple of years ago, I saw their picks all over the place and I had no idea. Um, they are, um, it's a farm. Huber Farms, and you know they have they have trees there that bear fruit, and they have you know uh, vines that bear fruit like strawberry strawberries and grapes and things of that nature. Um, but they also have a distillery. Um, they make wine, um, and and it's a really cool experience. They have a, a restaurant there on hand that make you know great food. Um, they have an ice cream joint there on hand that makes their own ice cream. It, I mean, it, 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 but it truly is a farm. Um, when you drive up on it, you're going to see off to your left, you're going to see a silo that's, you know, encased in copper at the top. And when you keep on driving, you're going to see their, their cattle off to the left and off to the right, you're going to see their barn um, and their, their orchard. And it's, it's, it's really cool experience as far as uh, like, I, I, I would venture a guess to say that it's actually a pretty unique experience 
in terms of distilleries. I don't know of another distillery that I've been to that actually has this type of experience. Um, and they make some really good stuff. I've, I've got uh, two or three bottles upstairs of a port finished whiskey um, picked by a uh, liquor store right down the street from my house. And, and that is one of the best whiskeys that I've ever had in my life. It's, it's really, really good. So, you know, they, they do some good stuff. Um, this is, this is, holy shit. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised because, you know, I've got three picks that you were involved in, uh, in front of me right now. And this is, I don't know. I can't pick a favorite. I think if I were going to pick a favorite, it's probably going to be the Old Elk, but um, they're all really good. So um, well done to you. Well done to them. Great stuff. I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been great to talk about them here today as well. Really good stuff. So um, we'll do the sign off here in a minute when Paul comes back. Um. But um, we've enjoyed having you here. Um, so how did you get involved with doing all these picks? Like, I, I know that, you know, you, you um, I guess the standard is you reached out and you're like, here, we have this group and whatever. But how did you really, really, you know, get, give us a rundown on how that happened, if you don't, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking about it a, a bit in the beginning of the episode. You know, sure, it's just, sure. it's sl slow growth, right? Like we did a new riff and that went quickly and people said we should do more of these. Um, and that kind of began the outreach portion of the program, you know, talking to distilleries, figuring out who are good partners and figuring out who our retailers were going to be and, you know, how to how to scale something like this. Because as far as I know, you know, places like Kroger and Benny's do a lot of picks, but this is the largest private barrel program that I'm aware of, you know, with almost 200 barrels a year. So um, just a lot of slow growth and spreadsheets and and kind of making sure that, you know, I'd rather grow slow than too fast. And so that's why we had too few at the beginning and we've kind of scaled into it. But um, at this point too, a lot of distilleries are aware of who we are. And, I'll, you know, I'm thankful that a lot of distilleries reach out and say, hey, you know, do you want barrels? But um, and if it's a good fit, then we look at doing it. And if the whiskey's good, then we look at picking one. Um, and, and, you know, we, there's a lot of stories where they're kind of on the waiting list for next year because uh, we, we work so far in advance. And it's, it's just been a really cool way to, to work on the logistics side of the industry and, you know, kind of do something that keeps our bourbon to be a really special group. That's not like just any old Facebook group or, or any other community that you can join. Like it's, it's really grown into its own thing. And I'm really thankful for that. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a member, uh, and I'm a member only because Jerry, uh, was talking about it and I asked him, how the hell do I get involved in this? And so he sent me an invite and, um, obviously I've had the opportunity to, to, to buy some of your picks. Um, would you, would you care to talk a little bit about your journey? You know, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate hearing, you know, my whiskey journey like that. It just seems like a, a a goofy thing to say. But uh, would you care to talk a little bit about your your uh, how you got involved with bourbon or whiskey? Because um, obviously, bourbon isn't in the name of this of this show. 
but clearly uh bourbon is not all that we're focused on um we're also big fans of rye uh we're big fans of of wheat whiskeys um in and of themselves um but how did how did you get involved with bourbon or whiskey and how has that really kind of grown as you've you know you you've you've kind of grown in in the the R bourbon experience and just you know you know uh age and, and you know as you get older how how has that really grown yeah this uh this is probably a great one to end on um yeah i mean i got started i wrote i wrote amateur you know i i i wanted to learn more about whiskey and the way that i had learned before that was to to write everything you know down and to kind of put it through peer review and so reddit was a perfect place for that it was free to sign up it it was seemed like a buzzing community and i started writing reviews knowing that the uh the community would would correct me and the community would give feedback and it was a good opportunity to get involved in a community and you know over the years i did a lot more reviews than than a lot of people were used to which is a really cool opportunity to try a lot of whiskey and that's back when scotch swap was around and folks could send samples to each other through reddit and so that was a community element there um, and then in 2020 dan abrams bought that novice blog that i had been doing alongside reddit where i would basically copy my reviews just in case reddit went away um, and that's when we launched the whiskey raiders project so whiskey raiders alongside the barrel program were two really big uh, markers for growth and they're they're kind of the things i do now they're what i think is fun whiskey raiders is a job that, the barrel program is not, but it's good to have work alongside your fun. And, you know, on top of all the other stuff I do, it's been a really cool opportunity to, uh, to do more whiskey things and to connect with more whiskey people. And also to see a lot of new reviewers start to write and that, you know, they use my scale and, and borrow a lot of, of kind of the structure that, that I use. And I think that that's, that's really cool. That's all I've ever wanted. And it's, you know, if it gets more people involved in whiskey, then then I feel like it's a job well done. So that's that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. Fair enough. Um, I think you've done a, a a fantastic job. Your your scale is um, definitely something that I pay attention to. I may not necessarily live or die by it, but uh, you know it, it's definitely. Um, I, I've been drinking bourbon for. Uh, not uh, 20 years you know so um i you know i definitely pay attention to it um because when i started drinking whiskey there wasn't necessarily a scale at all and uh there's there's lots of scales that i pay attention to but yours is one of them um i really appreciate the the picks that you guys do um they're fantastic i know that jerry and and paul do as well um and um to that note, we we appreciate you sitting down with us, and um, thank you very much. And um, you know, um, to everybody out there listening to us, cheers.
Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ullman. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.